Hey pals, today is Thursday in July. It is, gosh, what is it? It is July 9th. And uh, coming to you from Lake Murray Presbyterian Church uh, and through the Simply Stated podcast, um, today we're going to look at what the Apostle Paul uh, writes to the church in Philippi. This is in the first chapter, 27th through the 30th verse. He is writing to encourage them. And I want to uh, also note, um, maybe as much note, how they are dealing with being separated and isolated. But let's start with God's word. Here's, here's the Apostle Paul. Only live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent and hear about you, I will know that you are standing firm in one spirit, striving side by side with one mind for the faith of the gospel, and are no way intimidated, intimidated by your opponents. For them, this is evidence of their destruction, but of your salvation, and this is God's doing. For he has graciously granted you the privilege, not only of believing in Christ, but of suffering for him as well, since you are having the same struggle that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. There's a great deal going on here when Paul writes to the church in Philippi. He has been imprisoned um, for preaching the gospel. The the Apostle Paul is in prison for preaching the gospel. We're not certain where, uh, but he's been incarcerated for the disruption that his preaching has created. And uh, this is after what had happened in the city of Philippi, where this, the church he is writing to is located. At any rate, he cannot go to be with this church. They can't be together. Boy, that sounds familiar. Uh, at our church, we uh, do have in-person worship but so many of us can't come to worship or simply uh, recognize that the safest, wisest thing for us to do is to not physically be present. Uh, Paul has the same situation. He can't physically be present with the church in Philippi. So he uses the technology of the day to be with them the best he can. He sends this letter probably with a messenger, someone to uh, deliver it in person. And so when we're isolated from each other, we use the best technology that we have of the day. And here's an example of that. Uh, the various streaming uh, applications that we have, we're using the equipment that we have. I, I, was a, I taught this passage in a Bible study. We talked about it in a study today. And the thing that really struck me, and I won't hold out to you, is first and foremost, how the kind of isolation that we're experiencing is actually part of the human condition. I think we've grown, we as a society, as modern society, have been protected from having to isolate, having to quarantine, having to be separated from each other for so long that we, we think it, it is an unusual experience for us. But for uh, large parts of human history, humans had to stay away from each other for health and safety reasons. They had, to, they had periods where people would be sick. We can think of the Spanish flu uh, epidemic in the beginning of the last century, or the polio outbreaks in the middle of the century. Um, I, I remember, he, I, I understand that kids weren't allowed to go to the swimming pools because people were convinced that the pool is where the disease was transmitted. What a bummer to spend the summer without being able to hop into a swimming pool. Um, but that was a separation that people felt was needed. So the first thing I think it's important for us to realize that for a variety of reasons, uh, being separated from the people we long to be with is really uh, 
part of the human condition. We were not made to be separated from each other, but everyone experiences separation. And sometimes even when we're with the people who love us and who we love, we can feel isolation as well. Uh, And that's what Paul's feeling and he's concerned the church in Philippi is feeling. One of the challenges of being isolated and separated is we don't have each other to rely on and we are not there to support each other, physically not present. And so uh, uh, we have to find other ways to support each other. So there are two direct direct actions that come out of this that I'd like you to think about, uh, or they're really the two sides of the same coin. One is, is there someone you need to reach out to, kind of you be the letter writer, so to speak, to give a word of encouragement, uh, a word of um, uh, exhortation, that's an old-fashioned word to say, kind of boost them along, uh, uh, Anyways, there's someone you need to be in touch with um, in order to help them. And then, do you need someone to be in touch with you? This is the flip of the coin. Do you need someone to be in touch with you? Um, and, and maybe your responsibility there, paradoxically, is, is to let, let us know. You know, the rest of the world doesn't know maybe that you're struggling or things are hard. Uh, maybe we should. Uh, but letting us know, hey, I really need somebody to be in touch. Um, in fact, in, the, in this letter... Uh, we can tell in the little way Paul communicates that he knows that the Philippians are worried about him and uh, their their friends, wherever he's writing from. And so he assures them, particularly about a friend named Epaphroditus, what a name that is. So uh, Paul um, has had communication from the church in Philippi that they're worried or they're upset or they're concerned. They've reached out and said, hey, what's going on down that way? And Paul is is writing back. So... um, and, as, and, and even more, as Christian brothers and sisters, we have a particular responsibility to reach out to one another when we're separated and when we're isolated. And we have a particular claim on each other to be able to say, hey, can, I, can we talk on the phone or FaceTime or be in touch some way? We all need that um, in, in some way, some of the time. And so uh, that is part of what the church is for, is to be connected to each other. God gave us the church, um, not simply to gather and worship, that's one of the reasons, not only to go out and serve the world, that's one of the reasons God gave us the church too, but also so that we could be connected to each other, even in times of separation and times of isolation, so that um, even though we might be separated, we can be of one heart and of one mind. Uh, That's the purpose of the church. And what's great about uh, the the fellowship we share in the church, it's not simply human fellowship. The need for fellowship is common to all people, but within the the body of Christ, the church, uh, we share a unity that is not simply powered by our connection. It's also uh, empowered and strengthened by the active working of of the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's presence uh, in the hearts uh, of human beings in the hearts of believers, uh, that gives us the power and strength of God to be in touch with each other, to serve one another, and to serve the world around us. So um, I want to say today, if you're feeling isolated or uh, you're feeling the separation from other people, uh, that is a part of the human condition, the struggle that we have that God uh, has sent his son uh, to save us from and has given us his Holy Spirit Uh, so that as a salve against that isolation, that we might be united in spirit uh, and also in our body, whether that body is face-to-face 
or through other communications. So again, I want to encourage you uh, uh, to thinking about this passage. It's from the first chapter of Philippians uh, in the New Testament. Uh, and verses 27 to 30, it's worthy looking up uh, and reading, reading again and seeing as Paul is exhorting them to stand firm in the faith, that uh, charge and exhortation is in itself a way, for him, a way he is being connected. And I want to say to you, uh, reach out to someone, either to help them or because you need to be connected. Reach out and be in touch. Let's have a word of prayer and then... Um, Go on with whatever we're doing next. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful uh, for the power of this technology to connect us one with another. And we pray that we would uh, use it wisely and lovingly for the good of the church, and not only the church, but for the good of the whole world, uh, that we would be open to being in touch in whatever way we have to, uh, as we're separated, and especially when we can't be together face-to-face. -face. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I look forward to seeing you all soon, one way or another. God bless.